Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Nyla and thank you for tuning in to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is all about the Newark lead contamination crisis happening today. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite, review, and also share Greener Thoughts. I'd really appreciate it. And last thing for you all is to go ahead and contact Greener Thoughts by voice message. The info is in the podcast description and, of course, every episode show notes. Or you can always send an email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So I do have, uh, of course, the ongoing announcement um, about the petition against the Amazon warehouse um, locally where I live going on. So I have the information for that. Um, and it's about the Amazon warehouse that is proposed locally. So it's in um, in effect or could be in effect um, as far as being in my county, um, in Prince George's County in Maryland here. And I'm one of the people who do not want it here. And there are probably other residents as well who do not want it here. Um, And so, you know, there's plenty of other places it could be, even in Maryland. And, you know, the 800 uh, jobs, I don't think it's worth it, in my opinion, to have, you know, X amount of football fields worth of space um, occupying the land that it's thought to, um, you know, occupy and I don't want it here. And so I'm going to link in the show notes the actual petition so you all can go ahead and possibly share it and get it um, shared around with your friends and other Marylanders, um, friends who maybe are in Maryland and maybe even in Prince George's County and um, who are against the uh, proposed Maryland warehouse. Uh, so I'll have all the information for you all in the show notes. Uh, Next thing is our first segment in other news. So this is a quick dose of what's happening in today's world. So the first headline I have for you is that groundwater resources in Africa are resilient to climate change. And that was found on ScienceDaily.com in the Science News section. And um, the research involved the uh, coalition of multi- uh, decadal records of groundwater levels and rainfall to examine how the replenishment of groundwater has responded to variations in climate and, of course, geology. And um, the study was conducted by many, many scientists, about 32 or so throughout the continent of Africa and beyond, so even um, across waters. And the study is published in the journal Nature, and it's entitled um, observed controls on resilience of groundwater to climate variability in sub-Saharan Africa. So for all those interested, you can go ahead and check out the journal article. The second headline is that um, new California law helps diners to bring their own containers. And that was found on uh, treehugger.com. So 
Um, as far as the article on that website, it goes to talk about how the practice of diners bringing their um, own containers is becoming more and more common and the new Assembly Bill number uh, 619 um, does not force restaurants to accept uh, reusable containers, but it makes the practice uh, much more optional and it remains optional. Um, but it does specify the guidelines for how to deal with uh, them and uh, diners bringing their own containers. The third and last headline is that the Trump administration authorizes highly toxic cyanide bombs to kill wildfire wildlife uh, for ranchers. And that was found on Huffington Post, aka also known as um, HuffPost uh, for you all. And the bombs, the cyanide bombs uh, used um, by ranchers, they're called M44s and they're filled with uh, sodium cyanide. And it's really toxic and dangerous to animals. And critics say that the toxins can forever contaminate the environment and they kill a wide swath and bigger um, variation and population of unintended victims. So that's really, really harmful, you know, and that includes um, pets and also harms humans. Now, today's topic, I... I'm pulled from um, HuffPost.com, and it's in the um, green section. So for all those interested, it's there. And I wanted to uh, sort of deep dive into this um, issue because I think um, it's very important to talk about. And, you know, rest in peace to my dad. Um, He was from Newark, New Jersey, and, you know, his birthday was on the 12th. Uh, this past um, uh, this past week, and I think this was a great time to talk about this now. It may have been inevitable or happenstance or just because of fate, but I feel like this was great to tie into everything. And he would be so proud of me accomplishing what I've accomplished with my podcast and talking about an environmental issue that is very important, you know, water. We all need water to survive and to thrive and to just live. We're human beings and we need water to, to do what we need to do. And uh, I felt like this was the perfect time to talk about um, this event and you know how it kind of it compares to Flint, even though it's been happening for a while now, um, it hasn't been resolved, but some of the issues that plagued um, Flint um, you know, kind of have been, but it still left such a devastating mark on the community and all those who live in Flint. So um, I wanted to give you all some back, um, you know, history and a little bit of the story behind um, what's happening in Newark, New Jersey now um, in regards to the water and some next steps and all the information that you should know so that you can sort of get, um, you know, a good, well-rounded um I guess, story and news all around what's happening so you can be informed. So I entitled this piece, um, Troubled Water in the Garden State. How ironic that, you know, things aren't flourishing, you know, so, so good in Newark. And it's ironic because, you know, it's the Garden State, New Jersey, and they're supposed to have, you know, beautiful gardens and lush greenery, but... You know, their residents of Newark are, 
you know, really, they're going through it right now and they don't deserve it. No one deserves to not have water that's, you know, not drinkable. Um, so I wanted to talk about the current uh, lead uh, water crisis now and, um, you know, give you some uh, history as to how it kind of uh, was that way. So a few years back. So in the 2010 to 2011 school year is when there were started, um, there were problems uh, that were started. And the Newark um, Board of Education um, constantly and continuously found uh, elevated lead uh, levels in the drinking uh, water supply there. And then, you know, it got, you know, really, really worse. So you may be wondering, you know, how did they fix this issue? If this has been going on since, you know, 2010, 2011, what happened? So they started by first turning off the water or at least trying to fix the water fountains and such there in the school systems um, in Newark. And then the second thing that they tried to do was install lead-free uh, water lines and fixtures within the schools. But that, of course, however, did not solve the problem at hand because it's all in the piping system. Uh, next thing we're going to jump to is who is the uh, crisis currently affecting across Newark? Well, it's a lot of different people, but it's mainly um, black people, black folks, and those who are lower income. So those are not interchangeable. That is not um, just, just who they are, but it's just those who are black and those who happen to be lower income. And, you know, fun fact, Newark is New Jersey's largest city, so it's up there. And this is, you know, shocking to me when I had learned that uh, fact that this is, you know, happening, but um, at the same time, not surprised for, you know, a number of different reasons. Um, and it's just... It's just really hard to, to see this and to report this, but um, yeah, it's what's going on in the city and government officials back a few years back in 2017, they actually were testing more and more about the water and they found that 10% of Newark homes had twice the amount of lead levels um, or, or lead um, levels in the drinking water there. So not even just schools, the homes had a problem, just 10%. And then um, the EPA believes this, of course, to be a severe problem, which, of course, it should be because any uh, unsustainable or any um, level of lead to that degree, twice as much, is a scare. And um, it's only been getting worse. In um, 2018, the government officials there um, actually handed out or began to uh, hand out uh, 38,000 uh, lead safe water filters to residents um, and since that year they've begun to install a new corrosion uh, control treatment system and they did that last May and um, those results kind of you know just solidified and showed things are really really horribly wrong and they found 15 parts per billion in lead levels which is insanely high and um, the EPA regional administrator, Peter Lopez, um, he said that that's beyond the federal and state standards. So that's definitely something to um, be wary of and to be on high alert because of. Now, the New Jersey Senator, Cory Booker, as you all may know, the Democratic um, Senator, he's now the 
um, Democratic presidential candidate. You may have seen him on the debates and such. And he was also a former mayor um, for the city of Newark. And he has many, many things to say about the crisis going on now in his city, um, in his home state. And um, he, um, you know, says a lot of things on Twitter, on his social media pages. And you can actually check out one of his um, recent postings from um, August 14th to check out more about what his thoughts are on the current situation there. Now, we're going to move to what the city is currently doing uh, nowadays in uh, the year uh, 2019. So, as far as now, uh, the Newark uh, mayor, Raz Baraka, he could be resigning because of pressure from um, the residents there and from other uh, powers. And also, the city ordered um, 50,000 new cases of water and this was to, to distribute after the fact because the first batch that they had and had passed out to residents actually was recently expired by their uh, best buy date. So the water had a, a fluky uh, best buy date and so they had to order re, they had to reorder um, new cases of water. And this is really, you know, disappointing because people have been, of course, waiting for water and they have to wait some more until the city can, of course, fulfill that order and have those uh, 50,000 new cases of water shipped in. And also the uh, city is currently trying to treat the water, but there are no concrete plans to, of course, replace the uh, pipe system uh, that they have now. Now, um, the next section I'm going to talk about is about lead in the water, according to the EPA. So some of the effects that lead in the water have are pretty um, dire and they're really negative. There's nothing positive about having lead in your water. And on the EPA's website, they actually list different um, categories or different peoples that are going to be affected. And when I say that, I mean populations, so children, um, the elderly, pregnant women and such. So via the website, um, in children, in quote, in children, uh, low levels of exposure have been linked to damage to the central and peripheral uh, nervous system, learning disabilities, shorter stature, impaired hearing, and impaired formation and function of blood cells, end quote. Also, um, regarding children, lead poisoning can also lead to lower IQ and hyperactivity, slowed growth, and anemia. And also, in very rare cases, it can also lead to uh, lead indigestion, uh, which um, has also resulted in seizures, coma, and also death. In pregnant women, lead exposure has been linked to uh, reduced growth of the fetus and also premature birth. Um, Also, adults, period, who are exposed to lead in drinking water may experience um, increased blood pressure, hypertension, decreased kidney function, and also reproductive problems. So to to close everything, I'm going to have a few quick uh, quotables for you all. And the first one is from the New Jersey Governor, Um, Phil Murphy, who's a Democrat, he says, quote, it's a right, not a privilege to have clean, safe water, and we're committed to that, end quote. And then lastly, a quote from um, the um, mayor of Newark. Uh, So it will cost, quote, it will cost an estimated $70 million 
to replace the uh, lead service lines in Newark, uh, end quote, says of the mayor, Raz Baraka. He's referring to the cost of the water system replacement, and that was from a letter that he wrote to the president um, about Newark's fraud, water um, infrastructure systems, and he wanted this uh, money and these funds and thought it was of great importance instead of um, there being funding for a wall at the U.S. Um, southern border to deter migrants. So um, I, I really, I really know that it's important. I don't just think I know that it's important to have clean water, you know, because I, I don't always, um, you know, want to think I'm a fan of bottled water. That's not it. But I do rely on my water filter um, from my fridge and I love it. And sure, it has to get replaced, but I couldn't imagine having to deal with the struggle of constantly buying, you know, water and thinking about that and having to attain it and just lugging that around. Like that would be so cumbersome. And the fact that there are people in this country, in the United States that have to go through that, who live in cities where they have tons of money and a tax base to have that water, you know, cleaner, they should, and it's not getting through to them. It's not getting to them. You know, there's faulty systems that are so old and you have this, you know, this population of people, these residents who live there and pay taxes and pay money, but yet the millions of dollars that goes into the city, it's not it's not catching up to the infrastructure of the city. So there's lead, you know, pipes. There are pipes that are so old and deteriorating and the people don't deserve that. You know, it makes me it makes me appreciate where I live and the representation that I do have as far as representatives and senators and congressmen and such. You know, I've never um, lived in the city and I don't plan to. And I just, I couldn't imagine having to, you know, live that day to day. And so I'm I'm trying to put on my empathetic hat and try and, you know, be be that. And I don't know, it's just really, it's hard to think about that because water is such... You know, you don't think about it. You just you just have it sometimes. But there are people who just don't have it. And you have to, you know, think about that. Like, it's hard to grapple with. But I I want change for um, Newark, New Jersey. I want, you know, change for my dad's hometown, for my dad's home city. And for even the Flint water crisis. Like, that's insane that, you know, in 2014, there was even the the fight for that, the fight for clean water, you know, that there were numerous lawsuits. There were, you know, multiple deaths. There were many, many state and local officials charged, about 15 or so, um, for their involvement in that water crime. And I'm glad that it's resolved somewhat, but I, I want to, of course, follow up on that. I did do a podcast on it previously and um, that was really lengthy, but it was one of my hardest ones to go through um, personally, I think because, um, you know, no one should have to, like I said before, no one should have to fight for their life of something that's supposed to be, you know, a right. They're supposed to fight 
for other things, not water that they're supposed to live on. And, and that should be just almost guaranteed. But at the same time, it's not always guaranteed, which is sad that we live in a world in our country where we can't even get water that's clean, that we don't have to worry about where it comes from. That's a problem. That's a problem to me. Um, I wonder, I wonder what the senators and government officials and the mayor, um, Ross Baraka, what they're drinking. I really wonder how they think they can sleep at night. What do, what do they drink when they're thirsty? Do they drink the same pipes that the residents do? Or do they think that they have it lucky and they can't be bothered and they just import their water? What do they do for drinking? I want to know how they think it's fair or how they can even compre comprehend for their residents to suffer. It's just, it's unfathomable and I can't understand it. And I don't want to because I don't want to, you know, go into the murkiness of these, you know, corrupt politicians and how they even let this go on, how no one knew to replace the piping. All these tests, this has been, you know, ongoing. It's almost five years, five years, four years since the 2010, 2011 uh, school system, uh, school season there, um, or school year, I should say. And, um, you know, I, I can believe that there's ignorant um, folks and officials there where they are, but I can't believe that. They let this slide and no one decided to do anything. But you know what? Now the truth is coming out and it's coming out to the forefront. And there's a few takeaways that we can all learn, you know? And the first one and the most important one, I think, is that water is a right. It should be guaranteed. It should not be taken away. We are humans after all. And we deserve clean water, safe water, no matter what happens to us. You can't go too many days without water. Just can't. And so Newark, New Jersey has to get on it. For all those listening who happen to be from Newark, New Jersey or from New Jersey, be sure to share this podcast episode with those who are, you know, living in Newark, maybe around in, in different places in different cities. But, you know, I want you to know that I stand with you and I want you to have clean water, safe water so that you can you know, live and thrive and you don't have to worry about, you know, tomorrow or if you can through can get through, um, you know, the week. That's just something that no one should have to worry about. Um, so I have a few tips um, just coming from me and from the heart um, of what you can do or any supporter um, for the fight against the um, lead water in Newark. So I'll get to those. Um, in a moment in the Mother Earth Minutes uh, segment for you all. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So, 
um, the Mother Earth Minutes is where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and as always save Mother Earth. Now the message for today um, in the Mother Earth Minutes is to of course let all those know um, that if you're affected by the Newark uh, lead water crisis you have the power to get things done. I know it may seem like a cliche, but you really do have the power. It's in your hands. It's the power of the people, and we can get stuff done. Like, I know that, you know, you may be thinking, oh, I'm just one person, but you can get something done. You can you can go to these town halls. You can talk to your legislators. You can talk to your congressman or congresswoman, and you can reach out on social media. That's so big right now. You can write them letters. You can call them. I love meeting in person, but that's not always, you know, a, a, a thing to do because, you know, people are busy. But at the same token, this is your water. This is your life on the line. So I have one, um, I think, crucial tip. Um, and then my other one is just about the uh, podcast episode. But this first one, um, most important one, is to go online via social media um, and talk to your senators, your mayor, um, Ross Baraka. Talk to anyone in the related offices. Um, you can also create a, a petition. So on change.org, I searched, and there's none for the Newark-led um, uh, water crisis. So all those who happen to be living in Newark, New Jersey, this is your time to put the power behind your your voice and your power in numbers because there is power in signatures, getting those to the specific offices that need them, uh, requesting funding on the federal at the federal level for um, getting the seventy million dollars um, for your replacement pipes. Um, if and you can hold you know Baraka's feet to the fire. And have him actually, you know, follow up on that letter to President uh, Trump. So, you know, what he chooses to do is something important as well. But if you have enough leverage or you have enough uh, signatures or letters or, or something else behind all the people who sign your petition, you're in a very um, good spot regarding what you can do next. So I have a little bit of information so you all can contact those you need to contact. So the acting director um, of the city of Newark, New Jersey, the Department of Water and Sewer Utilities is Kareem Adim, and his number is 973-733-5361. And you can also swarm uh, the city of Newark, New Jersey, Department of Water and uh, Sewer Utilities at their uh, website www.newarknj for New Jersey dot gov forward slash departments forward slash water underscore sewer and um, I'm going to also leave that information in the show notes for you all all this information and um, you can also leave comments in the get in touch section at the bottom of their uh, web page I just mentioned and you can also mail them um, at 920 Broad Street, Room 117 in Newark, New Jersey, zip code 07102. You can also give them a call at 973-733-6370.
The eco fact of the day is that Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old Swede who inspired the youth climate strike, is nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club's Sierra Magazine in the July-August 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send your 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the Eco Company Spotlight is where, of course, I would love for anyone out there who happens to have an environmentally um, related product or service that they even created to let me know about it so I can review it and give it some love and some shout outs. And I'd be happy to do so. You can always do so by contacting me via uh, voice message or sending me an email, of course, to Greener Thoughts. So um, I have a new company called Ilia Beauty that I'm wanting to, you know, talk to you all about. And I love, love, love their products and I can't get enough of them. And I can't wait to share all about Ilia Beauty with you. So Ilia Beauty is beauty with a purpose, beauty with conscience, beauty with intention, and beauty with confidence. Their products have recycled aluminum packaging, glass components, and post-consumer recycled paper with vegetable-based dyes. With clean, transparent ingredients that are both natural and organic, Ilia Beauty is breaking what's normal in the beauty industry and is rethinking what beauty can be. You can find Ilia Beauty and their products at iliabeauty.com forward slash pages forward slash find dash a dash store. Ilia, uh, their beauty products range from their face products. They have serums, um, concealers, they have also their foundation, moisturizer, and powder. They have their lip products of uh, lipsticks, lip conditioners, lip crayons, lip gloss, and other lip care products. They also have their multi-care products for your beauty regimen. And they also have their eye products. So they have their eyeliners there, mascara, eye primer, and more. My overall experience of Ilia Beauty was a positive one, mainly because I love their vibrant colors. I bought their Femi Fatale lipstick, and I bought their uh, Lust for Life lip conditioner. Um, and I bought those on Amazon um, a handful of years ago, about five or so years ago, when I first started um, using their products. And you know, I fell in love. I love their um, you know unique um, titles and names for their products. They're amazing pop of color. They last all day almost and even if you wear them at like night um for all the ladies out there if you love your lips and you love making sure they get some love um i sometimes wear the uh conditioner and everything and i would wear it sometimes throughout the night 
and the color would still be on in the morning um, it would be just so amazing I loved it and the ingredients are also natural and I love their philosophy and the fact that their products are luck so you'll be you know dropping a little you know penny or so they're about $20 plus and some of their products are a little bit you know pricier than that but their products last like forever and you do not have to worry about uh, ingredients that you can't pronounce or anything uh, having a weird shelf life or discoloring you don't have to worry about any of that I cannot highly you know go over the top for the products I just can't get enough of telling everyone I can about Ilya's uh, beauty products and I stand by their colors and what they stand for as far as being um, for the environment so if you want to of course email Ilya Beauty you can do so via the customer service inquiry line at info at uh, iliabeauty.com and uh, Ilya Beauty, again, I-L-I-A, all capital, Ilya Beauty can be found online at their website, iliabeauty.com. They're also on Amazon.com, Bloomingdale's, eBay.com, Sephora, uh, Nordstrom, and other fine stores online and in stores across the country where available. Ilya Beauty is on the following social media platforms, on Facebook at Ilya Beauty, on Instagram at Ilya Beauty, all lowercase one word. They're on LinkedIn at Ilya Beauty. They're on Pinterest at Ilya Beauty. They're also on Twitter at Ilya Beauty and the same for YouTube at Ilya Beauty. Last thing to know about them is that if you want to, you can go ahead and contact them also at the website Ilya Beauty, I-L-I-A, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com. And then view the bottom of the webpage, then click the Contact Us tab to go to their contact page. All right, so thank you all for listening in, of course, and uh, taking in all this information about uh, my dad's city, Newark, New Jersey. I miss you, Dad. I love you. Rest in peace. And I hope I did you justice and talked about this very important issue, and I wanted to drive it home and I, I think that this is very important, especially for today. This is the social justice, social movement phase, you know, of this world. And we have to get things going. So for all those who live in Newark, New Jersey, you know, do your part and be sure to go against what's happening in the crisis with the lead pipes and get the water that you deserve. For everyone who lives in Prince George's County um, and you want to be against the uh, petition for the Amazon warehouse in Prince George's County. I will leave, of course, that information in the show notes for you all so you can sign a petition and get it shared. It's really, really gaining momentum and tons of people have signed it, although we can always go for more. And uh, thank you all for listening again. And until next time, you all take care um, and you all be safe out there. All right. Bye. Bye.